0: and Podcast, Season 2, Episode 18, Battling Adversity with Maddie and Smitty, brought to you on the Inside the Rink Podcast Network, the com. There's your one-stop shop for all your NHL and PHF news, insight, and analysis. Follow on Twitter at Inside underscore the underscore rink, and download the Inside the Rink app to get everything on the website running right your phone. Smitty now will tell us how you can sign up for ESPN Plus.
1: Yeah, you can go right on over to the Inside the Rink website, uh, and that is slash ESPN. You could sign up there. You can watch the Bruins. You can watch out of market mm-hmm. hockey. You can watch college hockey. You can watch basketball. You can watch football. They probably have jarts and lawn darts and. <laughs> You know, pickleball, Pickleball. they probably have pickleball. They have spike ball on there, I'm sure. You can watch all the uh, ESPN 8 sports, the Ocho, get in, cornhole, yeah, the cornhole championships of the world. Uh, So go on over to ESPN.com, not ESPN.com, insidetherink.com slash ESPN and sign up for ESPN Plus so you can watch all those sports, the
0: Bruins, and more. And and more. And more. And uh, we'll talk a little bit later on about the ratings for the NHL when it comes to Disney and Turner and uh, how that's going this year. Uh, But right now, we can review in the Boston Bruins, had a little bump in the road January 26th at Tampa Bay Lightning. 3-2 loss to the Lightning. Yeah, tough one. Yeah, it was a tough one. <laughs> January twenty eighth at Florida, four free loss in overtime, a game where they lost the lead. Uh what was it, one point four to go or something? No, they
1: the Florida tied it with the goalie pulled one point four to right. go after Pasnock had scored with about a minute and a half, two minutes to go to give the mm. Bruins the lead. And then uh yeah, uh Florida scores to tie it with one point four left in the game, and then they win it within the first 30 seconds of overtime. Really a terrible, terrible loss. Uh, and, a, you know, a, a bad third period, which is unlike what the Bruins have been all year.
0: Sure. And then January 29th, the next night at Carolina. Same old song and dance against the Carolina Hurricanes, especially their 4-1 to one loss to the Hurricanes, a team that, again, will probably be the toughest opponent and the one uh, opponent that may block them from their goal to win the cup. Yeah,
1: the 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 Carolina was kind of the, the sexy pick as the preseason favorite uh, to come out of the East for the for the cup, and uh, they are playing like it now. They are second in the NHL in points behind the Bruins. Uh, they've won six in a row. Uh, they're really really playing well now, kind of coming into their own uh, and living up to uh, all the hype they had at the beginning of the season.
0: <laughs> They are, and they've been a thorn in the side of the Bruins for sure the last two seasons. Uh, and then tonight, February 1st, at Toronto, the Bruins bounce back after losing three in a row to win 5-2 to two tonight in Toronto. Toronto without Matthews, but the Bruins still without DeBrusque. And the Bruins snapped the three-game losing streak. Get a much-needed win on the road against a tough and hungry Leaf squad. Five defensemen with points. Four board and Carlo both score goals. Pavel Zaka with a tremendous game, two goals, A.J. Greer a goal on a snipe, five goals on the air for A.J., two big goals against the Leafs, Really nice win to be able to enjoy the break a little more now with 11 days off. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Uh, a much needed win. They needed to write the ship. It's nice that they got it done before the break. So they don't have to think about that and and worry about that and, and going on the road and beating a really good, uh, Toronto team. Uh, it was a really nice win for them and they kind of rebounded, got back to the way they were playing. Um, when they were, you know, playing well, the much more dominant Bruins team, um, you know, that had been the case much of the year. So uh, it was good to see. And, uh, you know, now they can get a little bit of a break, rest and recharge and and be ready to go for the second half of the season.
0: Man, it it really was a big win because if you lose that one, you have four a four-game losing streak. And then you're heading into the break, extended break. That, that would have been a, a tough stretch there, uh, especially after having such a great start a historic start really. And then to lose four in a row against four really quality teams that you may see in the playoffs, mm-hmm. that, that would have been a tough pill to swallow heading into the, and a real downer, you know, heading into the all-star break. Um, all right. Seven trips sponsored by Lobs Brewing. Lobs is a brewery and tasting room in downtown Woonsocket, Rhode Island, specializing in small batch ales and lagers. It's open seven days a week. Go ahead and use the coupon code sports to get 10% off your online order. Go to com, and also follow them at Lobs brewing on social media for new beers and events. Uh, chirp number one, Jack Edwards apologized face-to-face to Pat Maroon. Rep- reports were that Maroon didn't react all that much and it wasn't really – I guess, the meeting that Edwards had uh, expected.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I think Maroon was kind of upset that it took him that long to apologize, I guess. Uh, so he was still a little bent out of shape about it. I don't know. I, I feel like he, you know, in the past, he's gone on like spitting chicklets and stuff. And like those guys have made fun of Edwards and stuff. So, uh it's kind of, you know, a little bit hypocritical by Maroon there to to be all bent out of shape uh over a comment like that when you know he's done the same thing uh previously. So um I don't know. I I mean I I I guess I you know, you gotta respect the guy. He's an NHL player and he's a cup champion and and, and that and whatnot. But uh I I don't know if I respect the way he handled this with, with Edwards. I mean the guy apologize to you face to face instead of, you know, over the phone or whatever, you know, so, uh, it should be squashed in my opinion, but you know, I guess if Maroon wants to hold a grudge, he'll hold a grudge.
0: You know, I, I, if it doesn't get the Twitter backlash that it did, I, I don't, I'm not sure Maroon is that upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just, I just, you know, it, I don't know. I mean, the amount of chirping and things that are said, I mean, we saw the thing with Trevor Segrist and, and, and Troy Stecker, like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's, there's a, I mean, Brad Martian says all sorts of things to people on the ice. Like yeah. it's just, and you know, for this, you know, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously you don't, you don't want to offend people and you don't want to, you know, and, and you know, that can be a sensitive subject. Of course it can, but with a guy like Pat Maroon, I, I just think that he, you know, saw an opportunity, I guess, to stay, I guess maybe stand up for people who get, you know, who get teased by, by their weight or so forth, or I don't know, maybe, maybe tried to take a stance you know, I, think to to s- I think he was just trying to. I think he was just
1: trying to stick it to Edwards and stick it to the Bruins a little bit. That's all. That's yeah. honestly what I think it was.
0: Yeah, and I think if if there's not this big Twitter social media blow up, I don't think Pat Maroon really cares what Jack Edwards says. But you know, good for Jack, I guess. And he also apologized, sort of on social media. And he, I mean, he's apologized a couple of times for it. Yeah, I mean, can if can that's we, a can if can that's we, the start?
1: if that's the Arizona Coyotes play by play guy, it, it's not a story. You know what I mean? Like Maroon's not going to go out of his way to, you know, say anything about it. Like, so I don't know, whatever it's, it's over and done with the move on. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Uh, Trip two. Trent Frederick was injured during the Bruins loss to Florida in the first, did not return to that game has come back since, but I think we're seeing some, a little bit of a chinks in the armor and some of the depth the depth on the team being tested. Yeah, I think so.
1: I think um, you know you are starting to see guys. You know, you get into the dog days of the season. Guys starting to get beat up a little bit. Um, starting to some miss miss some time. You know, Frederick was out. You know, Nosek's out. DeBrusque's out. You know, so they've had a little bit you know, of a, of a string of injuries here where they've missed some guys, uh, at the same time, which is when the depth really gets tested. But, uh, I thought Jacob Laco, uh, as much as we've, um, you know, kind of downplayed what he can be in the NHL and so forth. I thought he was fantastic tonight. Like he, didn't have a lot of time on ice um but when he was out there he was flying around he was physical he was forechecking he made a great play in his own zone to to spring Greer on the on the goal for Greer got an assist there uh so i thought he was excellent tonight and if he can if he can consistently do that and that's the thing can he do that consistently um you know, he might have a spot on this team, you know, in, you know, next year or, or in the coming years, if, if he can do that kind of, you know, relentless pursuit and, and physical play, you know, he can find a spot on this team, I think.
0: Yeah. I, and you've talked about it before, that consistency is what makes or breaks some of these prospects who come into the league. And if you can't be consistent, uh, whether it's your effort or if it's your production then you aren't going to stick. And we've seen so many of the Bruins' prospects that we've talked about ad nauseum not make it and end up on other teams and not make it and sort of fizzle out. Mm-hmm. And Lauco and Steen, I think, are the last kind of two of those prospects from a few years ago that we talked about, talked about, and it's just never sort of came to be. Right. So now we're heading toward the next group of, you know, the Lysels and the Harrisons and so forth, mm-hmm. low-rise and this is sort of the old guard and Loco still needs to find his way in the league. He played seven eleven today, had an assist, a shot, and uh, you know, played well for the you know, he and AJ Greer played seven forty, uh, the rest of the team, you know, played sort of regular minutes. So, um but I thought Greer was okay too today. But uh, you know, Mark yeah, seems to really lean on you know, the veterans and, and like any other hockey coach and many other hockey coaches. You know, you get a short leash when you're an unproven younger guy in the league.
1: Yeah, and the fourth line is not going to get a ton of time in a game like this, where you know you no. have a big great a big break coming afterwards. He's going to ride his horses like he should. Um, mm-hmm. So you you know those guys are going to get less time. You know, I would like to see them add a little bit there, and maybe you can you can spread some minutes out. You know, especially and and we'll get into this maybe a little bit uh, in a minute, but. You know, give some of your horses more of a rest coming coming down the stretch here. You don't want to wear them out going into the playoffs. It's a grind. It's an older team. So uh, I'd like to see them get some depth uh, that they're confident in that they can, you know, maybe play a little bit more than, you know, seven, eight minutes a night to get up to 10, 11 minutes a night and give some of those, um, those top top six guys a little bit more of a rest.
0: You know when Bergeron's time's been down some he's managing Bergeron, he had sixteen minutes today, but like again, parsonak at nineteen thirty six like he's playing a lot of hockey mm-hmm. and that's a guy who could wear down yeah you know i mean his production's been terrific, but it's a guy who could wear down toward the end of the year I'd like to see his minutes decrease some and stretch that out a little bit um mm-hmm. uh, because he's played a ton of minutes more of of any time in his career. Um, all right. Seven, uh, chair number three, can Jim Montgomery be demanding enough to help the team through adversity as we go forward? Yeah, I, I, I
1: mean, I guess mm. this was the first real test and they seem to get through it pretty well. I mean, the three game losing streak, you know, you won't, you wouldn't like to see that, but all teams kind of go through that over the course of a season So uh, I'm not that worried about it. And they bounced back pretty well tonight against the Leafs. So uh, I don't know if demanding is the right word for him. I think he's more of like a, you know, show you what you need to do kind of a thing. Like these are the things it takes for us to win. Um, And he leans heavily on the veteran leadership in the locker room. He said Numerous times. He's like, I don't have to go in and say anything between periods. The leadership takes care of that. I mean, if you've watched any of the behind the B stuff, you know, during the winter classic, uh, between the second and the third, Felino got up and talked and said, we need to get back to our identity. We need to be simpler. We need to, you know, play with the kind of energy and effort that we're used to playing with. And, and with the veteran leadership they have, I don't know how much Montgomery really has to demand of the team. I think the leaders on the team demand it. And when that happens, that's kind of what you want. If you're a coach, you want the players to kind of police themselves. You want them to be accountable to each other. So I think that that's really the most important thing. I don't know if it's really the coach's responsibility to, to, you know, hype them up or, or demand uh, anything if they're not getting it from the leadership in the room.
0: You know, is there, um, yeah, is there a line there that, that, you know, the coach really needs to say, you know, Hey, you know, I'm I'm the coach, it's my team. Like, I mean, is there a line there is, can you, can you almost give too much to the players in the leadership? I mean, is there any concern that, you know, maybe the, you know that the, the players are almost policing it too much, and if are they, you know, shouldn't Montgomery have some sort of? Yeah, I mean, I, know, I, I well, think power?
1: he does. <laughs> I think I think he does, but I think he he relies on those guys, and and that's the difference between. So it may be different if it was a different team, is what I'm saying. Like if it, right. you know, it's Bergeron and and Marchand and Krejci and you know McAvoy and and uh, Pasternak, I guess, you know, those coil, those guys have been around here for a long time. They know what the culture is. And, and so they set the tone like that. Montgomery doesn't have to come in to, to a new team with a bunch of young guys and set a tone. If he did, I think it would be different. Mm -hmm. I think he would be more demanding, um, with with the with the group, but because of that veteran leadership group led by Bergeron, I don't think he needs to necessarily do that as much as he would on a different team.
0: I'm interested to see what happens next year with if Bergeron and Krejci don't come back and that's the true. Roster changes a bit. I'm I'm looking I'm looking forward to seeing you know if that changes at all with Montgomery. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it does help that the leadership – and they've all been there before. There's so much experience on the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they showed it tonight where they, they rebounded in, in Toronto against a very good team and were able to win. Chip uh, 4, is it almost a good thing that the Bruins are struggling a bit, create a little more urgency to make a deal or two at the deadline?
1: I, I don't know about the hits struggling a bit. I, I'd, I would like to see them not struggle at all uh, over the course of the season and, and through right. the playoffs. Uh, I'd like them to roll through the whole damn thing, so my nerves uh, will remain will remain intact. Yeah, yeah. Win all the games. Win win the rest of the regular season and, and just roll through the playoffs undefeated. Uh, obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, so uh, I I would like to see them make deals, though. Don't get me wrong. There, I I would like to see them make deals. I think um, they could certainly add uh, on defense. You can never have enough defensive depth. And I feel like you can add, if not one or two um, bottom six players. I mean, you have kind of a Smith-Greer thing happening where Smith's playing better of late. You know, Greer obviously scored tonight, um, but those guys don't get a lot of minutes. So, you know, could you could you reinforce that with? with some other guys who maybe are a little bit better that they would trust a little bit more and get a little bit more minutes. I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing that. So um, I think it it, it can never hurt for you to add uh, some depth to the team. You know, even uh, I wouldn't like to see them subtract though, from, from what the, uh, from the core group they have now.
0: No, I, I wouldn't either. Um, Anyway, I'd like to get, Somebody in there for, for picks or prospects or something like that. I don't really want to take off, you know, from the roster, unless it's like a Smith or a Riley, who is really not on the roster anyway. Right. Chirp um, five Bruins are an older team. Any worries about the grind of the season playoffs, wearing them down?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we talked about it a little yeah. bit before, but I, I'd like to see, and you'd like to see some of the minutes for, for some of the older guys in Pasternak uh, also to be reduced. So I I am worried about the grind of the season um, and the grind of the playoffs wearing them down some. So I would like to see them kind of manage those guys a little bit. I'm not saying give them nights off, but just reduce the workload a little bit, you know, just cut the workload back a little bit. They have a little bit of a cushion with the way they started. So I wouldn't mind seeing them, you know, cut McAvoy's minutes back, Lindholm's minutes back, you know, Pasternak... Uh, and Bergeron like give those guys a little bit more uh, of a breather and and just you know put Coyle out there another couple minutes or or Frederick or Felino. like y- you can balance the minutes out a little bit more I think uh, in order to help them be a little bit fresher down the stretch and into the playoffs
0: yeah I mean there's only 31 games left I mean I know it's the all-star break but it's it's not the midway point. So yeah. There's only three, thirty-one 31 games left. And I, you know, you mentioned not uh, taking nights off, I, you know, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be a bad idea right now with this layoff right here. That certainly helps. Sure. Um, but maybe down the road, you get Posh a night off or, you know, Bergeron or what have you, but I just worry about the older team. And if someone gets nicked up late, you yeah. know, and then you kind of kick yourself like, you know, why, why did we do this? Mm-hmm. Um, That's the one thing that could bite you. You're losing someone like Bergeron, uh, even Krejci, Pasternak, you know, someone like that, Uh, Marchand, McAvoy. It could really hurt, you know, the team uh, Mm -hmm. significantly. Um, All right, trip 6, NHL, U.S. TV viewership is down 22% from last season. Second year of a seven-year deal with Disney and Turner averaging 337 uh sorry 373,000 per game as opposed to last year 478,000 per game. Now I will say that they've televised 54 games as opposed to 27 up to this point last season. So a lot more games being shown in at the same times. But the viewership is down uh on Disney and Turner. Yeah, I don't think they're doing a great
1: job like marketing it. Like I don't know right. like I watch ESPN fairly regularly. I don't know when games are on. Like
0: I don't either I don't know I when don't games are either. on.
1: I don't know when yeah. games are on. I don't know when games are on T I mean I don't get TNT. So there's right. there's some viewership that so I have that, to look it up.
0: Yeah. Like, if I'm posting the preview, like we do the preview on our Twitter page, like yeah. if I'm posting it, I have to Google it and try to search it to see what networks the game is on. Yeah. It, you know, that's ridiculous. It's it, they don't
1: they just don't do a good job uh marketing hockey on ESPN, I don't think. Uh it's it's all football, you know, as it should be. It's all NBA, which, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm not an yeah. NBA guy, but plenty of people are. Uh so um they just don't do a good enough job with with the with the marketing of hockey, I think, and 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 um I don't think the league in general does a good enough job marketing their products, marketing the personalities um, of the players. Um, so, you know, that's that's probably a conversation for another day. But yeah, I mean, I can see why viewership is down because you don't know what channel the fucking games on.
0: No, you don't. And, and you don't. And, you know, if well, you what watch time? ESPN during the day, like yeah. it's you know, like get up and first take, and then they never talk about hockey. Yeah, there's no promo. So no idea what's going on. There's no promos yeah. for it or anything.
1: Nothing. Like during a first take, you could you know you could just have a quick thing pop up that says you know NHL yeah. game this afternoon, yeah. whatever. Like it's easy enough to do. You could just put a little fucking right. quick screen thing across
0: a little graphic says the yeah. games. A game one tonight at seven. I'll, I'll tell you right now. And I don't watch get up or first take all that much, but get up every day. They have an ESPN game on that night. Should have a segment where like the play by play guy or it's a team member or somebody, they interview them previewing the game. Like they should. I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't. And I don't know if they do because I don't frigging watch those shows. Yeah, But if they did, like, I, wouldn't that be good to say, okay, we have a game tonight, and here's, you know, whoever, Trevor Zegres, you know, here's whoever. I think they should. Here's Patrice Bergeron talking about the game tonight. Like, they should, and I don't think they do, and I don't think they care all that much. And that's. No. And here's the other thing. Uh, seven times this year they did non-exclusive games, so you could have a game on TNT. And then a game still carried locally. And they didn't do that at all last season. So they've had non exclusive games uh on TNT where you could still watch the local. Broadcast. Well
1: that's good that's good for me because I don't get TNT. <coughs> <Right>. So screw <laughs> right. so screw those guys. Right. Yeah, I'll I give I'll give Jack and Brick all the love. Fine with yeah, that.
0: Absolutely. And the I think I saw that the was it the I don't know if it was the NHL network or the it might have been the NHL network that YouTube has has discontinued that, so you can't get that on YouTube TV now. Yes, I, I did think see it was NHL Network. Yeah, uh, was but it? You can't get that now either. I thought it was N. I thought it was M- MLB Network. Oh, MLB. Maybe it was MLB. One of the networks yeah. you can't get yeah. on YouTube YouTube TV. So that's it continues to be a circus of yeah. You know, signing up for this and discontinuing that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Trip Seven. Are you worried at all about disrupting the chemistry? You mentioned it earlier with a real hockey trade. Yes, I am. The yes, I am
1: worried okay. about that. I am. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think um, as much as, you know, you, uh, there, was some, there was some buzz out there about a uh, potential trade for Bo Har- Horvat being Lysel, Brandon Kylo was mentioned uh, somewhere. Uh, Jake DeBrusque was mentioned also. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that the guys in the room would be happy at all if you brought in a guy like Horvat, as much as, you know, he's a good player and everything and you'd love to have him, if you were subtracting a Debrusque or a Carlo from your from your room and from that group. Like I, I just I, I think the guys in the room uh as much as the Mitchell Miller thing through through that room into, you know, uh, what are we doing here? We don't want this. Um, right. I, I think it would be, you know, obviously not a similar situation to the Mitchell Miller thing, but, uh, I don't think the room would be, would be happy about it at all.
0: And I agree. And I, and I'm with you on that, but I just don't think they have enough to trade to get someone of significance without trading a roster player. I, I just I mean I look at but I do I you know what I do look at this trade for Horvat and I see Bouvelier and Ratu you know what a first round pick or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know. Uh now Ratu is a guy that was not a good who was a good prospect, almost a top ten going into the draft and then had a really you know, a big slump. Mm -hmm. He was cut from the world junior team and then he ends up going down the draft board. So he's a prospect who's kind of fizzling, fizzling out. And Bovelier has nine goals this year and it does, is not, is not at the level of Jake DeBrusque. No. So that, that trade, you know, if you're saying that the equivalent is DeBrusque and, you know, whoever, DeBrusque and Harrison or whatever, I say you're wrong because I just don't think that's the same value. I think that would be more value from the Bruins. So, um, I'm kind of glad they didn't pull the trigger on that, Um uh, with, with Horvat, you know, so, but I, I still think, you know, I'd like to see them add some depth. I'd like to see them add a defenseman. And if I had to choose, then I, I would like to see them get like a Chickren. Um, and then and then solidify the top four d in a guy with term there too mm-hmm. so that you can have a really good top four d not only for now but for you know another year or two as well so um that would be most appealing to me now, i think uh unless you can get like a lock in which I don't think you can uh so I think I would try to go the defenseman route, but I'm with you i think I think that the chemistry you know is is such that. I really don't want to mess with that, um, and it's it's going to be a tough one for Sweeney. You know, what do you add and and you just don't want to go to you know into a series with like Carolina and lose and be like we didn't do enough. So it's a really tough little balance there. So I don't I don't know what they're going to do. Um, all right, benders and beauties for this week, and the uh, three beauties number three. Is David Pasternak.
1: Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk.
0: He is the NHL's second star of the month. Uh, the third star was Vince Dunn of the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, and uh, the first star, um, now I can't remember where it was, but Pasternak had 21 points in the month of January, and the first star had 23 points. So he was uh, just two points off the pace there. But he had a terrific month, and he's had a fantastic year. Pay the man. Yeah. Pay him. Yep. (laughs) Pay him. him. Yeah, pay him. Uh, Beauty number two, Pavel Zaka.
1: Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until
0: dusk. Zaka's just just playing great, and... You know, I'm in after the extension, which looks better and better by the day. By the way, surely does. Um, I mean, it really does. Mm-hmm. And and his production is even better than I thought it would be. I mean, he's at what nine goals, twenty four assists, thirty three points. No, he's up to eleven after eleven goals oh, after 11 tonight. Goals tonight. Yeah, they did an update. So eleven yep. goals, thirty five points mm-hmm. for Zaka in fifty games, and uh, twenty five years old. He's big, 6'4", 200. Uh, he could play center and wing, very versatile, tremendous hockey IQ, a uh, good two way, 200 foot player. And uh, really, really been terrific for, for the Bruins. It's a good fit for him as well. And uh, he's a ninth Bruin and double digits this season in goals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A, he's just, he's having a great year. Uh, the extension mm-hmm. looks like you said, looks fantastic. And, and he, he deserves uh, deserves this accolade. And, uh, you know, good for him, up to 11 goals on the air. Uh, so he's got an outside shot at, uh, at 20 to help out my uh, prediction from earlier in the season.
0: Oh, he, he absolutely does have an outside, uh, sh- outside shot of that uh, for sure. And then beauty number one was Linus Allmark. Gonna love you, eh? They're gonna be loving you from dawn until dusk. You know he's been playing great, and he's a big reason why they've gotten they've gotten off to such a historic start because mm-hmm. there were so many of those games they just weren't they didn't start on time, and uh, and he really dug them out of those holes and kept them in games until they found their game. Uh, so he's uh, he's just been so so good, and even in this little stretch here where they've dipped some.
1: Yeah, in this stretch where they've dipped, he he get, had given them a chance in in most of those games, uh, even when they were playing like crap in front of them. So, um, yeah. you know, good for Linus. He's off to a fantastic start, uh, and hopefully it continues uh, through the second half yeah. of the year and through the playoffs.
0: And I'll let you know that Jack Hughes was the first star. Okay. Uh, there the you Devils, go. Yep. Twenty
1: twenty-three points. Yeah, he's having a he's oh. having a great year, Jackie. Oh, he's
0: having a phenomenal year. He's a really good player. Yeah, big time. All right, so we're gonna
1: go with the benders now, and coming in at number three is the Bruins power play. Have a bender. Uh over oh, the last 13 they were in the top 5 but this uh little skid there is uh dipped them out so i believe they're 6th now. Uh they're just overhandling the puck, overthinking mm. it, not shooting enough. Their entries haven't been good. Just just uh kind of a combination of problems that have led to a dip here and hopefully they can snap out of it soon because uh they need the power play to get back on track and be a weapon. Uh they have too many good players on the power play units to uh fall apart like this. So hopefully uh they'll get back going in the right direction.
0: I mean I mean are they <laughs> I mean, are they making adjustments? I mean, it seemed like in the Carolina game, Carolina was just waiting them to do that little dump against the wall thing and take mm-hmm. it away and clear it. Like, I mean, I their entries last year were a serious problem. Of course, without Krejci, it was even more of a problem. Mm-hmm. But last year was they were it was terrible, and then this year was better. I mean, they were third in the league in power play, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of it again is leaning on Pasternak's one timer. Um, And Bergeron's bumper, like it's, it hasn't changed much from, you know, from last year to this year. I think they're being a little
1: stubborn with it. I think they're being a little stubborn with it. They are. I think, I think they try to force it to (laughs) Pasternak. I think they try to force it to Bergeron um, Mm -hmm. when the down low play seems to be there. But Martian mm-hmm. seems to want to make that pass to Bergeron. He doesn't seem to yep. want to let anyone else make that pass to Bergeron. Mm-hmm. Like if he just gives it to Hall down low or to Brust down low, uh, and they could pass it to Bergeron or they can take it hard to the net sure. or they can feed it across the Parsonac. Like there's, there's plays to be made and they're just, they're just either overthinking it or trying to force plays and it, and it just isn't working and they, and they need to be better. They need to be better.
0: Sometimes there's just a little too much respect by Marcian for Bergeron. Like there's a little bit too much like big brother... Little brother. Thing, yeah, a little you know,
1: deference, where,
0: deference yeah, to Yeah, well, he's, yeah, well, he's, you know, he, he just tries to find him, mean, even like on empty net goals. Like, let's find Bergeron yeah. and give him the goal. Like, it's just a little bit too much of that. Hall and Debrus should be scoring around the net in the power play a ton mm-hmm. because if Bergeron and Pasternak are drawing that kind of attention, those two guys should be banging in rebounds and, and, and banging home goals on the doorstep mm-hmm. all season long. Yeah. Like, it's, that's where they should be, the bread should be buttered there for them. You know, what do I know?
1: Absolutely. Uh, all right. Bender number two, Toronto Maple Leafs fans.
0: Have a Bender. Yeah, I mean complain. I mean, honest to God. I mean, you put that thing on Twitter tonight about Michael Bunting being a whining bitch. And it's 100% true that if you keep whining about every fucking little thing, it's like the, it's like the boy who cried wolf. Yeah. That's what I was. That's my. that was my point. Damn thing. Then, uh, then the guy's not going to call the next one because he thinks you're acting or he thinks you're, you're exaggerating or whatever. So yeah, you get cross checked in the mouth or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. They said he
1: got cross checked in the face and he's bleeding. what happens? Yeah. What about that? And I said, "Well, I didn't ever said it wasn't a penalty. I just said he whines right. a lot, and and because he whines a lot, a lot they're not going to call that stuff." He nope. actually later in the game, him and Marshan were going for a loose puck, and Marshan kind of outmuscled him because he has a lower center of gravity. Benning uh, bunting dives like a flopper and gets up and is pointing at the referee. If I was a referee, I would have, I would have given him a penalty for unsportsmanlike conduct. He was pointing at the referee. Like you going to call that like, no, bro, you are never getting a call from that referee ever again. You can't show him up like that a few times no. during the game and expect to yeah. get calls. Shut yeah. your mouth. I think he was showing him his blood, too. Like, he was taking it off. (laughs) (laughs) No one makes me bleed (laughs) my own blood. And so, this is a perfect segue into Bender number one, which is Michael Bunting. Uh, (laughs) Just a whiny,
0: whiny bitch. Just a whiny bitch. And I'll tell you what. He's the type of guy that is going to be the perfect villain Oh yeah. They play each other in the playoffs. Like this is the new Alex Burrows. Like this is the new guy, the Mike Ribeiro that we hate. All C all yep. series long. One hundred percent. It's gonna be this dude. It's gonna be this dude. Yeah, and, and it'll be. You know, he's had a great year. He
1: has. He, he had a great is. year last year really too. Good. He was. Uh, yeah. He was in the rookie of the. You know, in the Calder race. He he had a great year. He, he's a he's a really good player, and uh, yeah. he he's has a nose for the a nose for the net and scores. You know, in the dirty areas and gets to the dirty areas. He's a great player. Uh, he should shut his mouth though. Because he's ne- oh, wow. he's never going to get a call ever again. And I hope Brandon Carlo cross checks him in the face the next time they play. Yeah,
0: and it's not I a penalty so,
1: that time either.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, yeah. And the Leaf fans and the Leaf wins would just cry, 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 cry. Yeah. It was really, uh, it was really something. Maybe we should make uh, Michael
1: Bunting diving t shirts and sell
0: them. Oh. Michael Bunting diving club. Show, show me your blood. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you see me bleeding? Nobody blood. makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> we, should. we should develop that t-shirt for the, for the playoff. Oh, man. All right. Bruins Benders power rankings. Number seven, Winnipeg drops the spot. They're 18 and eight at home. And they've been a surprise team throughout the season, really. Uh, number six, Tampa Bay Lightning are up a spot. Eight and two in their last 10, beat the Bruins. Uh, number five is Dallas. They stay there with a 4-2-4 and four record in their last 10. Uh, and then number four, Toronto, 6-3-1 and one in their last 10. Uh, number three is New Jersey. They drop a spot for their 8-1-1 one and one in their last 10. Carolina moves up to number two. They have uh, won six in a row. They're first in the Metro with 74 points. And then number one of your Boston Bruins, 39-7-5 and five as we head to the All-Star break. And they are back on track after a big win tonight.
1: Absolutely. And so now we're going to go to what was formerly the Bruins-Benders powerless rankings, but is now the bruins benders Badard. bedard Tankapalooza rankings.
0: Tank-a- Tankapalooza.
1: <laughs> so coming in at third from Bedard, the Chicago Blackhawks with thirty-four points. Uh, coming in at number two for Bedard, the Columbus Blue Jackets, also with thirty-four points, but they've lost like four in a row or six in a row or oh yeah, a bunch really in terrible. a row. Uh, yeah. And then coming in last, but not not. First, a second for Bedard because they have more points than these other teams, but still, last in uh, in our hearts and minds is your Montreal Canadiens, and they are only ten points from the bottom. They've lost four in a row, um, so they're trying God to they're trying to get in. They're the trying year. to creep into the Bedard yeah. Tank of Palooza they Sweepstakes. They're trying yeah. to get in there, uh, nudging their way in. They'll be in the lottery, so. Uh, yeah. It could go their way, you know. Batman might sure. freeze an envelope and uh, and and give him a little uh, send Bedard up to Montreal and yeah. have him uh, dangling around. So uh, they're trying to get in there, but uh, we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's the uh, Bedard Tankapalooza teams,
0: and uh, there you go. A Canadian being drafted by the. Canadians uh, tail as old as time. Absolutely, and uh, Montreal, yeah, only ten points from the bottom. And Gallagher is out for extended time. Carfield's out for the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are about to go. Yeah, they're in south. tank mode. They're in tank <laughs> mode,
1: no doubt. Yeah. no doubt.
0: And that's going to be a rat race with Chicago, Columbus, Arizona, Anaheim, and Montreal, just fighting, fighting, fighting for more ping pong balls. Yeah, I think
1: the Flyers are trying to get in on that too. They're oh, the Flyers, to, yeah. yeah. They're in there too.
0: Yeah, this I'll have to look ahead to the Bruins' schedule and see how many of those teams are left on the schedule because yeah. uh, Montreal should be a couple of times. I think they play them twice more. Yeah, they should so be. There's, yep, there's one, uh, there's one bad team that's going to be purposely trying to lose games. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a little tidbit that's I thought was pretty funny. I was talking to my dad, who was an usher of the TD Garden tonight, and he said that they got an email from Delaware North saying that because of the opening of the sportsbook and Encore, that they are not to be uh, gambling. The ushers not to be gambling at Encore, at any uh, on the sports sportsbook at any kind, um, or they will be terminated if this found to be. So my fa- so my father said. I'm not sure if they realize that we can't determine the outcome of games. They're just sitting <laughs> people's asses in the seats. Like, I don't, I don't know why we can't, it's legal Yeah. And we can't, we can't bet on the sports book. They also can't do fantasy pools or anything like that. Or they'll be fired. I, don't, I just don't understand that. That doesn't yeah. make, that doesn't make any
1: sense at all to None. me, but it's Delaware. North. Like an usher. What, what is an usher yeah. going to do? Yeah. What's he going to do? Hop the glass and score a yeah. goal? I mean, give yeah. me a break. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, my, my father was like, what are we going to be down by? You know, <laughs> trip a guy? Trip a, yeah. <laughs> trip a guy and throw your foot out? Yeah. There? Clothesline
1: somebody to- when you put your arm through the camera hole? Yeah. The glass? So they
0: get that, that email. They can't, uh, yeah, they can't do the sports book. Interesting. Uh, you know, we should, we, should, we should do a podcast from the sports book.
1: Yeah, sometime. I don't know if they'd let us do that. Yeah, I, don't know if, yeah. I don't know if yeah. cameras are allowed in there at all, but it would. But it would be, it would be right. fun. It would be that's fun. Right. Maybe we can yeah, do. Maybe yeah. we would do one uh, on the down low, stealthily. Yeah, we'll, stealthily.
0: Yeah. yeah. We'll be whispering in the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Placing our five dollar bets. Yeah. A big um, couple of big <laughs> high rollers over here. Couple of yeah, high a couple rollers. Of big high rollers. Yeah. Um, all right. So prospect spotlight. Hey, Jonathan Myrenberg. we talked about him last week. He was part of the Stadnika trade with Michael Di Pietro. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as we talked about him, we mentioned his name briefly uh, just as part of the trade. And later that night on Twitter, lo and behold, here's this highlight of Myrenberg scoring this highlight goal, <laughs> highlight real goal. And evidently he's had a really good year for Mora of the Swedish league good for him
1: good for the yeah. bruins maybe 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 it turns into an absolute steal and you'd love to see it you know stadika oh, um you know never really could crack the lineup here for any extended period of time and and you know couldn't really produce and and didn't get his sh- didn't get his shot uh right uh, i guess whatever so uh i'd love to see like myrenberg turn into uh you know uh, a young Nick Lidstrom or something yeah. like that, well, yeah. you know, if you want to be, or uh, you know, Rasmus Dahlin, whatever, turn into yeah. turn into something, turn into an NHL player, fantastic.
0: Well, at fantastic. The time of the trade, they were saying that Myrenberg was like the top D prospect for a really weak Canucks like prospect pool, like he was like one of the top guys and he's 19, he's six three, two hundred, 200, uh, okay. right shot D and he was a fifth round pick of the Canucks. And, you know, they said at the time, like this kind of an odd throw in was this guy who they didn't have a lot of right, right shot D prospects. And this guy was like one of the better ones. And, uh, you know, he's playing pretty well right now. So maybe the Bruins get kind of a, get kind of a steal there. And in two or three years, Maybe you see Myron in Providence or getting a shot at training camp or something. Who awesome, knows? I'd love he's got it. Size, you know, sure, he's, yeah. You know he's he's uh, you know still filling out at nineteen. So what the hell? Maybe maybe that's a guy that can help them down the road. Um, all right, week ahead. Well, it's the All Star break, so the Bruins are off until February the eleventh, and they will play the Washington Capitals at home. On that day and start the rest of the season, which will be 31 more games. They'll play on ABC at 3.30 on February 11th against the Caps.
1: Yeah, so uh, best of luck to uh, Jim Montgomery, who's going to coach the Atlantic in the All-Star game. Uh, to David Parsonak, who is heading to the All-Star game. And to Linus Almark, who is also heading to the All-Star game. Uh, to represent the Bruins so good luck to those guys and and best of luck to uh to them and uh, nice rest and relaxation and and warm weather for the rest of the guys on the team take a little break recharge relax you know get hockey out of the mind for a little bit and uh you know come back ready to go
0: Absolutely, and in the meantime, when you have ten days of no Bruins hockey, go to InsideTheRink dot com and buy some Bruins Benders merchandise.
1: You absolutely, and also that.
0: follow us at uh, Bruins Benders on Twitter. We'll have to do some some funky stuff for ten days off uh, on the social medias. Uh, so that's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Download the Inside the Rink app, and you su- you can subscribe to alerts on there or on TikTok. And please rate and review on Apple. Haven't had a rate and review on Apple in quite a bit. Go on Apple Podcasts and give us a rating. Give us a funny little joke, or tell us how ugly we are on the uh, rating. Yeah,
1: as long as it's a five and, star. Uh, as long review. as it's a five star review, yeah. you can say whatever you want in the comments. Yeah. You, can say you can five stars for these blowhouses Yeah, you can Absolutely. rip us, whatever you want to do, but. Yeah, give
0: yeah. us the five stars and then tell us the screw. Absolutely. Hey, sign up for ESPN Plus, too, at uh, insidetherink.com slash ESPN. Hey, have a good 10 days, everybody, and we'll see you again very soon. Have a good all-star break, and go Bruins. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.